Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 152, Occult Washington, D.C. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Welcome back once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know. Well, you know, we're talking about the world uh, not wanting us to know stuff. It seems like more and more, John, uh, current events are happening where they're covering the truth. Now it's not oh, yeah. just the things in the Bible they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know any the truth about anything. I can't even keep up with it anymore because everything's a diversion. It, it really is. It, we, we've had all these fires, Maui, yeah, and they're burning in Greece. It's all over the world. There's yeah. there's wildfires everywhere, and a lot of them are being started mm-hmm. by arsonists. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they're being paid to do it by climate change goons. Well, that's what they said, right? It was a uh, a heat or a fire hurricane. I've never heard of a fire hurricane. Yeah, you heard you heard that term. Yeah, when they that, threw that out there. They, well, they'll make up anything. Yeah, and then what with the the wildfires that ha- happened in Canada? Yeah, remember they those looked like they. I don't know all the information. Yeah, looked like they may have been intentionally set as well. Well, you've also know. got you've also got conspiracies going around. I, and when I say conspiracies, I don't mean that in a negative. I, I believe it's probably true. No, it's the stuff that the news won't tell yeah, you. Right. That's what a conspiracy is nowadays, right? Exactly. But they're even talking about uh, possibly directed energy weapons. Yeah, are, are starting some of these fires, and we have them. Yeah. You know, the military has. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So there's no doubt in my mind that something sinister is going on. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of weather events, L.A. Marzulli, one of his books, and, and I, the title loses me right now, but it's one he wrote quite a while back. And uh, he, he was talking about earthquakes, how they're increasing, which is part of one of the last days. Yeah. Beginning yeah. of sorrows that Jesus talked about, Matthew 24. And I, the reason I mentioned L.A. is because in the book he, he referred to an app that he had downloaded on his phone that tells you when a certain size earthquake happens. Okay. And I thought, oh, I didn't know such a thing existed, so I downloaded one. And I've been watching earthquakes popping up all over the world. Because okay. it says in diverse places. Well, how would the people, when Jesus was preaching to Israel, they wouldn't know about earthquakes anywhere else but in their region. Yeah, It's yeah. not like they could hear the news and hear about an earthquake in China, you know, or even a thousand miles away. They, they would have no idea. Yeah. So when you hear about diver, uh, earthquakes in diverse places, it, it almost matches our ability to know news, uh, seismographs. Quick mm-hmm. information transfer. Knowledge will increase, right? Yes, there you go. Exactly. So the app I found is a cool app because it lets me see where earthquakes are happening at whatever size um, huh. you, you want to, whatever rating you want to. Uh, What's an average to? earthquake? I mean, like two point something? Is that what you see a lot? I, I really don't know. Uh, okay. That's a good question because that would be a geologist that would have a better answer for that. But I've got it set to where if it's a 3.0 or above, okay, that it'll okay. register. A, and then uh, and they're they're constant. 
And then you can, when you look at the app, uh, and I've got a picture, that's like a fault line right there. Uh, our, our listeners can't see it, but it's this red ring of fire where all the tectonic plates yeah. join. Goes all over the Pacific. It makes a circle there, and then there's other places too, especially like Turkey and and man, Indonesia, Malaysia. That area is just a mess, a hotbed of it. Huh. So there's all kinds of uh, uh, 6.0 earthquakes have been happening lately too. And those are pretty big. Wow. Yeah. Now sometimes they're many, many miles deep in the earth, but that's even scarier to me. Because it sends a tsunami up. Well, sometimes sometimes yeah. they do. Yeah. But uh, when you think about hundreds or, or you know many miles deep in the earth, that means there's some crack that's about to happen that's going to have a domino effect to the surface. It's going to be insane. Yeah. So that's just another uh, point of, you know, the, the earth is getting warmer, not because of man-made climate change, but yeah. because of man intentionally, governments intentionally doing stuff. It's not because of our gas stoves. No. Yeah, we don't need to get rid of those. No, it's <laughs> it's because the Lord is preparing the planet to get ready yeah. for the wrath, which is going to have fire <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So we'll discuss some more current events, uh, you know, as as we go um, in in each episode. But that just struck me about all these fires and earthquakes. You know what? What really is, and I haven't been staying on top of the thing going on in uh, not Hawaii in Maui. Yeah, it's in Maui, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, but the thing that blows me away is uh, how there's there's like a thousand people missing. Oh, I mean, this should so be far. this should be a major major story, and I'm not saying it's not because I haven't been staying on top, but there should be a lot more people asking a lot of questions, going where where are all these people at? You know, I, I don't know. I just don't feel. I feel like it's being covered in the news because it's diversion from something else that they yeah. want us to look away from, but then they're not giving us the whole story. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, there's a lot that think the this was planned by the satanic elites to rid these people of their native homes. Yeah. Because there's you know, they, they are the islanders that were there. Yeah, they want that uh, property. Originally, right. And you know, we've seen the the way the American government treated native Americans here. Yeah. You know, they broke every treaty and put them on reservations. And then they found out there was oil on the reservations. And yeah. they were like, oh, we better move you somewhere else so now. The government yeah. reneges on everything, which is a perfect segue uh, for the episode we're going to get into today, John, because we're going to talk about a cult, Washington, okay. D.C. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good topic. Okay. Well, this episode was brought to us by our seekers or our premium subscribers. And this week, we want to say thank you to Jeremiah J. Jesus R, Jacob A, Karen B, and Jody M. All of those folks became seekers in March of this year. Thank yeah. you guys very much for your Thank support. Thank you so much. And all but Karen start with a J. Did you oh, notice yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. You got a Jeremiah, a Jesus, a J. And what, shouldn't it be Jeremiah, Jacob, and Hody? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. Well, all of you, uh, thank you very much for subscribing. It's because of your support that we're able to to do these things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we appreciate you guys all so much. And also for all of you, even if you don't subscribe, you share, you like, you comment, and we appreciate every little input that is given to us to help make absolutely hopefully a better program. So, John, there's many well-meaning Christians, saints, okay. who still hope that somehow the right Republican conservative candidate for whatever office, president, Congress, can get elected and fix the mess or drain the swamp yeah. that is Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the same token, 
There are many left-leaning sycophants that think a perfect liberal Democrat can do what they want to do, bring about the socialist utopia they've been dreaming of. But I think they're both wrong. Okay. Cognitive dissonance is not allowing people, whether they are saved or not, to accept the truth that both sides of the aisle in America, and Uh it's similar in other countries, are controlled by and are part of the same demonic entities that rule all governments and have for a long time. Re- mm-hmm. Recall our conversation with Chris Crutchfield okay. and that resonant note that he played on the piano yeah, that yeah. echoes through time. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get into the depth of what he wanted to cover on that. So, Chris, we promise we're going to have you back to dive mm-hmm. into that more. But he, was t- he alluded to the Tower of Babel. Yeah, and the government of Nimrod, and we'll touch on some of that today, possibly. But um, it, it uh, it's the same power structure in the yeah. modern world as it was back then. Yeah, they're they're controlled by the god of this world, Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And it's time to face the truth and look to the scriptures to learn that there is an unseen hand. Yes. That pulls the strings of every government. We're going to focus on the government of this country, America, mm-hmm. which is based in the District of Columbia or Devil Central, as I like to Devil call Central. it. Devil Central. Yeah, yeah. And those powers that be, they do not reveal themselves. Hmm. These okay. unseen hands, until the very end, they will. But yeah. right now, their puppets are out there and they're being manipulated. And yes, particularly they are. this current president who. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, is as evil as the day is long. Well, that's the most, from what I've seen of any politician or public figure, Joe Biden is the most blatantly controlled person I've seen so far. It's almost like, uh, you almost want to feel bad for the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's almost completely out of it. I mean, he turns around and goes to shake hands with people that aren't there. I mean, it, it, but anyways, my point is not to dog Joe Biden. Yeah. Because that's an easy target. Yeah. He's just, it's like now they're just throwing people out there and going, look, we control everything. I mean, it's obvious that they're pulling his And they're straight. showing it. Yeah, they're, that's they're what I boasting. Mean. It's not like they're putting some, like Obama. They put Obama out there. He was charismatic. He was a great speaker. It yeah. looked like he was in control, even though we know someone was pulling his strings. Absolutely. Joe Biden looks like a hand puppet. I mean, we got people walking around telling him, hey, walk this way, walk that way. <laughs> it's just completely in your face. Well, now. when you think about that election of 2020, and Kamala Harris was the least popular Democratic candidate on the entire stage yeah. of all the possible candidates. No one, like, she was out the first. She, had, she never got 5%. Yeah. Biden was everything the left hated. He was white, he was a male, he was too old. And, and he had yeah. a history of being a Washington insider. And they wanted the Barack again. They wanted that new blood yeah. minority yeah. guy. They wanted somebody that was more liberal. Because Biden in the past has ties to racists. and Oh, yeah. You know, his, his closet's so full of skeletons, it's like Halloween yeah. all the time. So there's no way he got 81 million votes. He was not elected. He was installed. I believe that, too. I do, too. He was installed. Well, I, I think the math just doesn't even add up. When you add up the $81 million that they're yeah. saying he got, and then I can't remember what Trump got. It was like 74 or something. Yeah. When you add those two totals together, there wasn't even that many people registered to vote. Exactly. <laughs> so it was like the math was impossible. So the whole thing is a lie. Yeah. And we want to blame 
the system. We want to say uh, we can fix it. We can get the right guy in or whatever. There is not a political solution, folks. At the risk of sounding repetitive, I cannot emphasize enough that the entire political system of the world, regardless of the type of government, and including academia, the arts, media, culture, and the sciences, Mm -hmm. all of it is designed to distract us from the reality of the spiritual battle taking place. Yeah. So we repeat it all the time, but I'm going to do it again today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. I'm beginning to fully comprehend the depth of the meaning of this. When Paul wrote in verse 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The battle is not with these human beings, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So since we're Mm -hmm. Bible mysteries, John... We don't have the the uh, the expertise even or the resources to go investigate Washington, D.C., where we could literally look at the very architecture and design of the city and the yeah. buildings. And you can see the occult influence and the satanic symbolism and mm-hmm. the pagan uh, architecture. Oh, it, do you remember the movie Ghostbusters? Yeah, of course. There was a scene in there when uh, the the heroine of the film was Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. And these entities basically possessed her. I remember that. And then the Ghostbusters were trying to explain that the building was like a lightning rod for demonic activity, the way it was designed. Yeah, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd's character says, your girlfriend lives in the corner penthouse of Spook Central. <laughs> <laughs> Which to me is true of Washington. It was designed to concentrate demonic energy into that city. So when Christians Mm -hmm. say, we need to let good Christian men and women to go to Washington, no, you don't. They need to get out of Babylon and come out from them and be separate and touch not the unclean thing. And I'm not saying there aren't well-meaning people there. And I realize there's some believers there, but they are really not... I mean, why would you want to go into the belly of the beast. And incidentally, that's the title of a movie that covers this in depth that mm-hmm. we're going to give a link I to. I think most Christians nowadays who feel that way, and I think that's a lot of conservative Christian people, we got to get good people into yeah. Washington, D.C. we got to get a president in there that's got good Christian values. When you say something like that, get out, they feel like it's you're saying, hey, let's wave the white flag. Let's retreat out of yeah. the devil's city. And he already has I, I get that, right? They're yeah. they're torn inside by that, but it's all been written, right? It's it we know what's gonna happen. It has. So what we can do since we're Bible mysteries is we're gonna look at the scriptures to point to to justify the statement that I'm making. Yeah. And and the I can't pick out you know, we could talk about the Washington Monument. We can talk about the rotunda mm-hmm. of the Capitol building and the apotheosis of George Washington, the literal deification of him as a god mm-hmm. in a painting yeah. in the Capitol building. But all that was covered in an excellent movie we'll discuss later, and I'll have a link for you to go watch that. Um, I, and I'd hopefully want to get one of those um, producers or directors on the show coming up soon. Oh, cool. And do an interview yeah. with that. So we're going to focus on the scriptural things that okay. relate to this and the history behind it. Not about Washington per se, but the spiritual entities that control it. Okay. So, John, let's go to Daniel chapter 10. Okay. Because in the book of Daniel, we get a rare glimpse behind the scenes of the spiritual realm. It's Mm -hmm. that dimension of heavenly places where the real battle is taking place. Mm -hmm. We learn that an entity called the Prince of Persia 
who is a, probably a fallen angel, yes. battles with Michael and other angels of God. And so we read in verse 12, Then he said, unto, said he unto me, and this is an angel speaking to Daniel, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. You know, through prayer and supplication, Daniel's mm -hmm. prayer was heard in heaven. And he says, And I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now, that's an interesting passage, John. Yeah. The prince of the kingdom of Persia. Now, there's no man, an, an earthly king or prince, that would be able to hold back an angel of God. Which angel is this that's It's probably here? Gabriel. Okay. I don't okay. think he's named in the chapter, but he's named in later. Okay. And so it's probably so he was being guy. withheld by the prince of Persia, and then Michael had to come give him backup, because obviously this is a pretty good battle that was lasting yeah. 21 days. Exactly. And other kings were there. So it tells me that at the time this was happening, in Daniel's actual lifetime, Persia was the empire that controlled the world. Okay. King Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon had conquered Israel and carried them captive, and that was the first empire hmm. that's listed in Scripture anyway. You know, as as a prophetic yeah. uh, pattern, and then per, uh, Babylon was conquered by Persia, Persia by Greece, and Greece by Rome. Okay. And then today we are living in the revised Roman Empire. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's my opinion. Uh, so the prince of the kingdom of Persia fighting against an angel of God would have had to have been another angel with similar technology. So those kingdoms that you just mentioned. Sorry if I'm getting a little off track here. It almost sounds like it's just the same kingdom, just in a different location. You you mentioned Persia, then Greece, Greece, right? Then Babylon. I probably said well, Babylon was. First. I said those out of order, right? Yeah, yeah but so you're right. Babylon, Persia, Greece, Rome. Rome, and now we think, hey, the United States, and you say, okay, well, the United States or the Western Hemisphere. I don't know what it, is the rebirth of the Roman Empire. Well, it sounds like they all are the same empire, the Satan's empire. On earth. Yeah, all of them being controlled by satanic entities, yeah. which is interesting to think about because the countries are different. Languages, mm -hmm. cultures, kings, yeah. a different origin of land that eventually wants to control more land. Yeah. Right? And uh, culminating in the Roman Empire, which was the largest of them, as I understand it, mm -hmm. uh, historically. But in all of that, a satanic entity behind each one. Yeah. So while it's not the same kingdom... It's the same dragon behind all of it. I guess that's what I mean. It's yeah. the same puppet master. It's the same yes. it's the same influence. The same unseen. Yeah, yeah. So when the current um Roman Empire, which is the Western Hemisphere of the United States, right, for lack yeah. of a better term, falls. NATO. We'll, we'll say NATO. Okay, NATO, yeah. When it falls, is it gonna be the new seat is gonna be in Jerusalem? The new empire? So we're going to get to that because okay. we're going to discuss Jerusalem and Babylon in the next episode. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so but, stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned because <laughs> I do believe that something politically is going to change in the world very soon mm -hmm. that is going to cause Jerusalem to be a center of financial power. Okay. Wow. And it has to do with the, the temple being mm -hmm. rebuilt. So we'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay. It's a good question, though, because we're actually going to discuss it in detail. Good. Yeah. Okay. 
So then uh, what's interesting is about this this particular battle that w- took place between this angel, if it's Gabriel, and mm-hmm. Michael and the prince of Persia is that not only did he engage him and hold him back for 21 days before he could come to talk to Daniel, mm-hmm. but this prince of Persia would be engaged again on his way out. Okay. So when we read in the same chapter, verse 20, we see another entity called the prince of Grecia, which would be Greece. Greece, okay. who will succeed the Persian prince. And this sets a pattern for us to see that fallen entities align with the serpent having control over nations and empires and governments. Mm-hmm. Because we read in verse 20, Then said he, the same angel talking to Daniel, Knowest thou there, wherefore I come unto thee, and now I will return to fight with the prince of Persia. Okay. And now he's got to get out of enemy lines. Okay. He broke through enemy lines to get to Daniel. Now he's leaving. And when I'm gone forth, lo, the prince of Grecia shall come. And it's interesting to note that the Greek empire under Macedon, uh, Alexander of Macedonia mm-hmm. control, uh, conquered Persia. He says, but I will show thee that which is noted in the scripture of truth. And there is none that holdeth with me in these things but Michael, your prince. And it's also interesting to note that while these, these pagan nations have princes over them, that are angels. Yeah. Israel's prince was Michael. Yeah. So I would imagine that these princes are probably archangels like Michael, but they're fallen. Yeah. And America has one too. Hmm. So did France, Germany, China, Russia, UK, hmm. all of them. That's really interesting. And they're all operating right now, and they're the ones moving the chess pieces, controlling the political figures. Yeah. So when we look at, we wrestle not with flesh and blood in Ephesians 6.12, but against mm-hmm. principalities and powers, those are the top angels we're talking about, Prince of Persia, Prince of Grecia. And then he mm-hmm. says, with the rulers of the darkness of this world, probably the demonic entities under them. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the next group down, let's see if I'm drawing a blank on the number, it was uh, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And while that could be any number of things, it would certainly at the very least include the satanic global elites that are in on the scheme. They are Luciferian. They do worship the dragon. We're not talking about the Joe Bidens and the Hillary Clintons and the Donald Trumps of the world Mm -hmm. or the Putins or the whoever, uh, although they might be. But but the ones that are truly on the inner circle own and control them Ten times over. Yeah. Now, it's a little bit more difficult to pin Trump into all that because he's wealthy on his own. But how did he get that wealth? You know, we don't know. He seems to act in a, in a manner that goes against their their wishes. And he that's does. why he's coming under such attack. Right. Especially right now because he doesn't play along. And I don't know if I'm not saying he's the savior of everything. Oh yeah, I'm not saying that. And many people I'm think just saying, he is. but it's like he's almost like a rebellious kid that won't listen to what he's supposed to do. So now they're yeah. like, "Hey, we got to get rid of this guy." And it might well be that he's he saw the system and he bucked it. Yeah. Or he could be controlled opposition, and he's a false flag to make us think that's another. He's a guy, yeah. and he's really the Trojan horse. Yeah. You know, because when he did get in, he didn't fix anything. Yeah. He didn't drain the swamp. Uh, now, you could yeah, say, well, yeah. he had all, all these things against him. Yeah, but he surrounded himself with uh, traitors. Yeah. How could he be that stupid? You know, how could he have mm-hmm. such poor judgment? So I'm just trying to say, be objective. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I'm not. I have nothing against him personally. I just don't trust him mm-hmm. because he, he didn't do anything the first time. Yeah, the economy might have been going better and things like that, but the real battle, I, he's out of his league. He doesn't mm-hmm. understand this stuff. Yeah, he doesn't know what we're talking about. And if he did, I'm not so sure he'd want to run anyway. Yeah, you know. But hmm. I just don't. And as we're going to see in a little bit, you don't put your trust in men. You oh, do definitely. not put your yeah. trust in government. So it also appears that the serpent and his angels are limited in how they interact with mankind. Mm-hmm. If they've got this advanced technology such that they could hold back Michael and Gabriel for 21 days yeah. before they could come down to Daniel, then why couldn't they just come wipe us all out or take over and run the show? And we've discussed this before, but mm-hmm. remember, God gave man dominion. Yeah. So there seems to be a divine ordinance that they cannot cross mm-hmm. to interfere in the affairs of man. It's, it's like God sets laws of physics. You can't defy the law of gravity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, there's some laws that they can't defy. They would if they could, but they can't. There's something, and maybe mm-hmm. other angels are involved in preventing them from breaking it. Yeah. Um, but whatever it is, uh, if they could break it, they would long ago have conquered and destroyed humanity with their superior Technology and power. Yeah, why? Well, they don't need us around. Yeah. So as we'll see shortly, the serpent longs to reclaim the earth. Mm-hmm. He wants that title. He wants that deed. Uh, and we've discussed with Timothy Alberino in Birthright, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that that birthright didn't wasn't relinquished when Adam sinned. Because later on in the Psalms, it says, the earth is given to the children of men. So mm-hmm. it has to be, it has to be um, seeded by mankind. Yeah. And when you talk about property, and you ever notice in the Old Testament, property rights are so strong. Don't move mm-hmm. the landmarks, you know. And it went to generation to generation. Yeah. It was very, very much a part of the law and everything else. And I think that has to do with the fact that ownership of property is, and title is important because God gave man dominion. Hmm. So if ultimately enough human beings control the majority of the property. And when I say enough, I mean, enough, I should say the You the mean elites, a minority, right? A minority group yeah. of the elites, the Luciferians. Yeah. If they control the majority interest of the property of the world, which is what Klaus Schwab is all about, mm-hmm. you know, we were discussing with Sandy earlier, you'll own nothing and like it. Yeah. Well, then they'll own it. Someone's going to own it. And when they own it, even if it's only 85% or I don't know what the magic number is, mm-hmm. then they can turn around and give their title deed to the, the dragon and the beast. Yeah, And that's ultimately what this socialism is about. Mm-hmm. They're trying to gain control of the property. So we're going to see that this, the dragon longs to reclaim the earth. He, I think mm-hmm. he had it before man was created. Yeah, But he doesn't have dominion. The title was granted to mankind. He wants to establish, reestablish his throne through his seed, the Antichrist, and overtake the kingdom of God eventually. But he needs human permission to do so legally because of the title. So we go to Job chapter 1, and we're going to read a scenario here that most are familiar with, but I want to show you the limitations that God even put on the serpent himself of what he could do to poor Job. So Job chapter 1, verse uh, 6, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And according to the book of Revelation, chapter 12, the Satan, dragon, Mm -hmm. the devil, the serpent, they're all the same entity. Yeah. So the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth. 
and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? There's none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil. He hates evil. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Job was rich, by the way. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. So notice Satan is saying to God, you touch him and he'll curse you. Yeah. And so the Lord answers and said, behold, all that he hath is in thy power. Only upon himself, but not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. So it's just interesting that there was a time when they could stand before the Lord yeah. and have these conversations. But in this case, the, the, the devil says, put forth your hand, God, and touch him and he'll curse you. And God, here's how God does that. He says, okay, you may do it. I'm mm -hmm. giving you permission yeah. now to touch anything but his, health, but his body. And look what he does. There was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job, because Job had sons and daughters, okay. and said, The oxen were plowing, and the asses feeding beside them, and the Sabians fell upon them, an army of marauding bands of okay. some country. So the devil had control of men, mm -hmm. and took them away. Yea, they've slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and only I am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, and first of all, this horrible news. Before yeah. he even finished, there came also another servant and said, The fire of God has fallen from heaven and hath burned up the sheep and the servants. Is that a directed energy weapon? Hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, uh, it sounds like a, a Satanist control of weather or energy devices to burn things up. Or some device that yeah. has power. Which our government, as we're going to see, has control of. Yeah. Um, uh, that they... Um, the fire hath burned up the sheep, the servants, and consumed them. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The Chaldeans, another government, which ultimately became the Babylonians. Okay. The Chaldeans made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away, yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. While he was yet speaking, so that's <laughs> the fourth calamity. There came also another and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating, uh, drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness. Hurricane. Weather, huh? Yeah, yeah, weather. And smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Hmm. So we see Satan having control of evil men, of energy weapons or fire from heaven. Yeah. Probably advanced technology. Governments of the Chaldeans, bands of armies, yeah, yeah. and then finally the wind, mm -hmm. weather. <clears throat> it is my contention that all these things are controlled in Washington as well. Yeah. Somehow they can control weather and manipulate it through HARP. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe directed energy weapons are involved in that too. And it's, it's, it's just a picture of what was going on. But notice in every instance the devil was behind all this, but he was using man or natural type yeah. Functions. I'm not sure what the fire of God is. It could have been lightning, but it could have been a directed energy weapon. And then notice it says, Then Job arose and rent his mantle 
and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all this, Job sinned not, nor, cha- nor charged God foolishly. So the devil lost the battle, the wage, the, the wager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had said, yeah, do this, and God, he'll curse you to his face. And, of course, we know later on he was allowed to afflict him with boils. Mm-hmm. And so the devil was given permission over plagues, diseases, yes. pandemics. Hmm. Now we're going to be banned again from Uh-oh. YouTube just because I said the word pandemic. Uh, but that's exactly what, what was going on here. There's going to be plagues and things like that later on mm-hmm. in the time of Jacob's trouble. And Job's calamities are types of the tribulation period hmm. Okay. and with Israel. So as we stated before, along with many other theologians, uh, and Bible experts before us, the great seed war mm-hmm. began after the fall of mankind in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And that kind of starts the ball rolling. The promise that a promised seed would bruise the head of the serpent mm-hmm. and cause the dragon to, uh, and cause him to be destroyed, forced him to try to find whales to prevent that faithful day from happening. Yeah. So Genesis 3.15 says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So he's looking to prevent this from happening. The devil does not want to have his head crushed. And we know from other studies that we've done about the giants that one of the, one of the first insurrections of angels was in Genesis six, right? Mm -hmm. We discussed the Nephilim many times on the show, but this was the first major, I would say military operation. The serpent used it was a deception, mm-hmm. and it was genetics. Yeah. Genetic manipulation, but it was used to try to prevent the seed of the woman from being born. Uh, people don't realize that the flood of Noah was to destroy all of the um, Nephilim hybrids. Yeah. Only Noah's family was genetically pure human. And that's important because of the title of the earth. Which I think is a really amazing thing that you mentioned that because that opens up the Bible in a whole new light. Yes. And this is something that people don't hear about in churches that they go to no. every, every week, right? You're never going to hear, one, you're never going to hear about the, the angels coming down and taking wives of human women and mixing with them no. to create Nephilim. And that everybody knows about the flood, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are like, why is God so mean? He sent all this flood to wipe out the earth because right. of all these evil men. But no one realizes the real root of it was to get rid of all of that Nephilim uh, mixed DNA that was on the earth. That's right. You know? That's right. But once you kind of realize that, it's like, wow, I've been reading the Bible. I don't want to say wrong. That's a bad term. Well, it it was wrong. I I haven't. Like, it's almost like an epiphany when I read, when I first saw that, I was like, holy cow, like everything else starts making sense all of a sudden. Well, we grow up going to like, the dentists, where they have that little illustrated children's Bible, and we see mm-hmm. the picture of the rainbow and the ark yeah. and the birds and the animals, and we have a very childish view of the Bible from that point. We go, oh, yeah, I know that story, so we don't go back and read it. Mm-hmm. But if we read it, and let's do that right now in Genesis 6, okay. 1, and it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And while some argue they took it by force, 
I, I agree with Ryan Peterson in his book, The Judgment of the Nephilim, that there was an exchange yeah. of technology for our daughters. Yeah. Because I think that um, the promise that the serpent made to Eve was, you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Uh, that was the, yeah. that was the first pa pattern of what Satan would continue to repeat as a tactic. The offer of advanced technology or knowledge to man in exchange for the birthright yeah. of the planet. And in this case, he, he was you know, going to use the, the, the angels that took the daughters to procreate and have children. Um, notice it says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that. When the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And it just so happens that this event coincided with an explosion in technology mm -hmm. amongst humanity. Hmm. Yeah. So we start, we have to look at patterns. Everything in the Bible is a type of something. Okay. And since we know Ecclesiastes says there's nothing new under the sun, it's talking about we're seeing a repeat of what was done before. Okay. So it gets back to Chris Crutchfield's resonant note. You know, it's just mm -hmm. an echo. It's just a repeat of what was done before. The flood of Noah, like you said, John, was God's wrath to rid the earth of these hybrid monsters who ruled and oppressed mankind because they gave their daughters to be wives to the fallen angels. It didn't take long after the flood for mankind to turn back to the fallen angels yeah. and reach out to them again for this knowledge and this technology, which I contend was the motivation behind the Tower of Babel. Okay. So some that are listening to this are probably thinking, what does it have to do with Washington, D.C.? Well, we're, we're setting the stage to bring Babel into the picture because that's what Washington is based on, mm -hmm. Babylon. I'm not telling you that Washington is Mystery Babylon. It's per certainly one of the daughters of the great harlot. Yeah. But it's looking mm -hmm. to Babylon where all this stuff began, and mm -hmm. they're just repeating it. Hmm. They're just okay. continuing the pattern. So we see Babel rise again in the end times. And like I said, there's nothing new under the sun. So let's look at Babylon just for a brief moment in Genesis 11. In verse 1, it says, And the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. And they dwelt there and they said one to another. And by the way, Shinar would be what we would call, call a rock today. Okay. But it became the foundation or the the region that was controlled by Babylon. Okay. So they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them throughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And I don't think it was just, let's build a tall ziggurat. Yeah. They were reaching up to the fallen angels. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. They were trying to say, come down. Our daughters are ready for you. Take hmm. them for wives. Give us the knowledge. So the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. 
it had to be something more significant than just a skyscraper because there have been many skyscrapers yeah. and they're getting taller still. Yeah. And the Lord doesn't come down to stop it. Yeah. You know, so this was something spiritual going on. The Lord said, behold, the people is one and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do, meaning they would have such knowledge that I mm -hmm. didn't want them to have, Yeah, that they're going to be able to start doing things like AI and genetic manipulation, mm -hmm. when that's where we are now. So God said, go to, let us go down, and there confound the language that they may not understand one another's speech. So all this background hmm. of that, 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 by the way, was Babel. And we're going to get more into Babylon yeah. in the next episode. But this background sets the stage for a statement that the serpent made to Jesus Christ himself when he was tempted after fasting 40 days in the wilderness. Okay. And he didn't, um, Christ didn't rebuke him for lying to him in the statement that he made. Uh, so it must be true. And let's read the statement in Luke okay. chapter um, 4. It says in verse 5, And the devil taking him up into an high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. So, of course, he rejected the offer. Mm -hmm. The rebuke was for the, for the offer. But the statement was, All of the power that he showed him, the kingdoms of the world, is delivered unto me. Mm -hmm. Who delivered it? Mankind. To him? Yeah. Absolutely. Is this verse, is this post-crucifixion? No, this in the, before he even began his ministry. Okay, okay. This was uh, the 40 days he fasted before he began to call the 12. Gotcha, okay. Right. And so the point is, he was trying to see, hey, why don't you give up this whole thing about being the king of the earth and the Messiah mm -hmm. and just worship me and I'll give you all the power you mm -hmm. want. Jesus was content to wait for the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And so um, it is my contention that... Washington, D.C. is just the latest manifestation of the Roman Empire, like I said, the revised Roman mm -hmm. Empire, which was in power when Satan made the statement, right? When, yeah. when, he, was, when he was there in the, in the uh, wilderness, uh, the Roman Empire was in power. They worshipped Saturn. They worshipped the yeah. gods, the pantheon of gods, and they, um, they worshipped um, Caesar. Mm -hmm. He was a revered as a god. Um, which is a type of the Antichrist, just as men revere politicians and heroes in our history. I remember mm -hmm. we made a few comments about statues and whatever, and like you said something about Sam Houston, and we got some uh, comments from people saying, oh, we're honoring the people from the past. You know, it's not idolatry. It is. With an 80-foot statue? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you when, when you are going to try to force the Bible to fit your, your thinking, yeah. uh, and God said not to make any graven image, under yeah. the law, you know. Well, we're and I'm not talking about like the tomb of the unknown soldier or something like that. Yeah, that's that's clearly meant to recognize the service of military veterans. Mm -hmm. They don't make a uh, <clears throat> and and incidentally, like if you think about the statue of Iwo Jima, which are the GIs pushing the flag up yeah. on 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 the island, um, you're not 
deifying those GIs. I mean, I don't know that you could well, tell. Well, one, you don't even know who those guys are. Yeah, exactly. That's a different thing. We're not saying it's not right to honor the those who've served and things like yeah, that. Yeah. But when you see Lincoln sitting on a throne with fascists on the sides of his hands, yeah. you know, and or you see the Washington Monument is literally a phallic symbol from Egypt. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. Don't tell me that the intention of there was to memorialize the good these men have done. Uh, this is planned by Satan to mm-hmm. point everything back to Babylon. Yeah. So uh, for those of you that got upset about that, um, sorry, not sorry. Because uh, it's, it, we, we're not saying that Sam Houston was a bad guy. But when you create an 80-foot statue to honor somebody, and for all we know, he was probably a mason. And I've not looked into it. Uh, yeah, I haven't looked at that either. That's an interesting point. Yeah. You know, because men don't get to be renowned without doing something that the elites yeah. want done. So back to the Washington Monument. Yeah. I, mean, I know you probably know this, but isn't it interesting how it's 55, 55 and a half feet wide at the base on all four sides? 55 and a half feet is 666 inches, yep. from what I understand? Yep. Yeah, all the all the geometry is discussed in the Belly of the Beast movie. Oh, it, it, does yeah. it cover all that? Oh, yeah. yeah. They go into, they get some experts in there. It's really good. It's called Fourth Watch Productions, and I'll have a link for it. We'll put okay, it I might that. have to watch that tonight. It's then. it's good. It's really good. I started reading a little bit because I knew we were going to do this episode, and I saw <laughs> stuff about the Pentagon. You know, the shape of the Pentagon is the exact, uh, what the center of a pentagram is. Yeah. And I'm going, wow. There's a reason it's wild. called the Pentagon, you know. <laughs> So, um, you know, just as Caesar was revered as a god, yeah. uh, so do men revere politicians and heroes in our history, refusing to withdraw their consent to be governed by a satanic elite class hmm. that designed D.C., like I said, to be like a lightning rod of demonic activity. This is not a swamp to be drained. By the way, there's a lightning rod on top of the uh, yeah. Washington Monument. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it's not a swamp. It's a den of iniquity. Yeah. It is a temple of demons, and and it hides and houses the most sinister evils being perpetrated upon mankind. So, like I said, it's beyond the scope of Bible mysteries to do a deep dive and research the occult symbolism and the architecture Hmm. and design of Washington, D.C., but I highly recommend you watch Belly of the Beast from Fourth Watch Films to learn more on this, and we'll put the link. Does it go into the Smithsonian as well? No, I don't think so, but I could not, maybe I'm not recalling that. But we know there's enough lies about the Smithsonian from the Blair Man, I, I'm really interested Luke about the Smithsonian because they say that they have tons of all the giant skeletons. And it's like, why, you know, if a, if a giant from Genesis 6, right, there's giants in the world, I'm obviously misquoting it, right? But, and then they find a skeleton. Supposedly, here comes the Smithsonian people. And the bones are gone. They're gone. Right. Don't you love their T-shirt that says the Smithsonian has the bones? <laughs> that's is that is that Glory Creatures? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't they, know they made that up. They or? may not be the first one, but that's where I saw it. So yeah. But and it's interesting. You like you said, where is the Smithsonian? It's in D.C. Yeah. So Washington is the embodiment of Ephesians six twelve, hmm. in my opinion. Okay. And and so is London. So is Paris. So is uh, Berlin. So is Moscow, Beijing. You know. The rulers of the darkness of this world and the spiritual wickedness in high places are likely referring to the human proxies and the satanic global elites or Luciferians who control and manipulate governments, banking Mm -hmm. systems, deep state entities behind the scenes. 
that are mm-hmm. working. And and I, I'm telling you, I am convinced, not just because of our discussion with Timothy Alberino, but because of everything I'm seeing coming out now about disclosure and UFOs and everything, is the government's been working in cooperation with these entities. Yeah. For a long time, they've known about them. Yeah. At least since the at the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. As, as far that. as cooperation, deep underground military bases, abduction phenomenon, all of that. And, um, you know, lest any accuse us of just trying to promote a conspiracy theory, the Bible clearly lays out a conspiracy that happened in the government and leadership of Israel. So today's no different. Look with me in Jeremiah 11. Okay. Verse 9, and the very word conspiracy is in a King James Bible. Hmm, Okay. And the Lord said unto me, a conspiracy is found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They are turned back to the iniquities of their forefathers, which refused to hear my words. And they went after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. Therefore, thus saith Hmm. the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. Then shall the cities of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem go and cry unto the gods unto whom they offer incense, but they shall not save them at all in the time of their trouble. For according to the number of thy cities were thy gods, O Judah, and according to the number of the streets of Jerusalem have ye set up altars to that shameful thing, even altars to burn incense unto Baal. Therefore pray not thou for this people, neither lift up a cry or prayer for them, for I will not hear them in the time that they cry unto me for their trouble. That is a foreshadowing of D.C. and every other major city. Hmm. Wow. That is a picture of what did they do? They, they put up altars and they worshiped the gods and things like that. You think that was just done by Israel? It's being done today. Yeah. Masonic architecture in Washington clearly points to a satanic agenda. Mm -hmm. That's not a conspiracy theory. You can see it. It's built into there. The symbolism is there. Uh, As we discussed in earlier episodes through Project Mockingbird, uh, I think that's before you joined us, John, the CIA took control of the major media outlets. Mm -hmm. They run them today. This was by design. It's intentional. We don't have a free press. No. We have a propaganda yeah. machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We have Pravda today, just like the, the Kremlin and the KGB did. Mm-hmm. It's no different today. So over and over again, the scripture tells us to, put, uh, to not put our trust in armies or government or princes. Why do you think God would say that? Because he knew that they would be controlled by the fallen angels. Yeah. He knew this was going on, and he made it clear in Psalm 118. Let's read that. Psalm 118, verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do unto me. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Mm -hmm. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations compassed me about. The word compassed is surrounded. Okay. But in the name of the Lord will I destroy them. They compass me about, yea, they compass me about, but in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. 
They compass me about like bees. <laughs> hmm. They are quenched as the fire of thorns, for in the name of the Lord I will destroy them. And who is he speaking? It's the Lord, Jesus Christ, yeah. in the name of the Lord. I will destroy them. So Christ is coming back. He's going to destroy Washington. Yeah. Sooner the better, you know, because you're not going to drain that swamp. No. Even if you could, the swamp's going to move to another city. Yeah. And ultimately, it's going to be Jerusalem. Even if you drain the swamp, they're just going to get new people back in there. Same yeah. thing. You can always go to Louisiana to find more alligators. <laughs> right? And trust me, I know. I was just there. <laughs> Look in Psalm 20. Only the Lord is going to be able to deliver, or well, he is going to deliver this present evil world from the control of the mm -hmm. dragon, his human proxies. And right now, all of that power is focused and concentrated in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. It controls the nations of the world because the unseen hand controls them. And we're back to talking about the prince of Grecia, the prince of Persia, you know, the prince of NATO, whoever that might be. Mm -hmm. So in Psalm 20, verse 6, we read, Now know I that the Lord saveth the anointed, his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots. And some in horses. That's like saying armies. Yeah. Oh, we got the greatest military in the world. I hear people say that all the time. Compared to 20 years ago, it's, not it's been eviscerated. Yeah. It's been emasculated. Yeah. And we're giving all our weapons to Ukraine for them to botch yeah. in this ridiculous proxy war that's being fought over there. It's another thing well, I can get into. Re recruitment is, like you said, is way down with our military. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that the, I'm going to just make a bold statement here. I don't know that the 20-year-olds of 2023 are anywhere cut from the same cloth as the 20-year-olds of 1940s. Not even close. <laughs> so. Not even close. When, that was the great generation. Yeah, right? when those guys generation. went to war, they were fighting. I don't yeah. know what we would see out of, and I'm not trying to dog our young people, yeah. but let's just face the truth. It, it's become <clears throat> soft. People well, in general have become soft because of technology. Maybe with the weapons they have today, which are drones and stuff, these kids True. that do nothing but play video games are perfectly suited to sit in a cozy little office and kill people from a drone. Yeah. It's yeah. just like playing a video game. Yeah. Uh, and no telling what sinister weapons they're coming up with next. Yeah. You know, pretty soon it's going to be robotic soldiers. Mm -hmm. Probably for the same reason. Because we got non-men males. Mm-hmm. Um, a whole generation of them yeah. growing up here. And I'm not picking on every 20-year-old. Uh, yeah. But I get that phrase, by the way, from Laura Schlesinger, Dr. Laura Schlesinger, okay. who's a psychiatrist. She called men that wouldn't... Non-men males? Non-men males. Yeah, they wouldn't They wouldn't uh, be husbands to their wives, or they would beat them, or they would leave, leave them and commit adultery and run out and not pay child support. They're non-men males. Yeah. They might have baby mamas all over the place, and kids everywhere, but they're not fathers, yeah. and they're not men. And you ask anybody that comes from a harsh environment like that, uh, inner city type, whatever, that grew up and got out of it, they'll say the same thing. Yeah, They're not men. I don't know what they are, but they're not men. They might be male, they might be able to procreate, but they're not men. So take that. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. And, of course, he's referring to King Jesus Christ. Okay. 
So bottom line is, if you put, if you think your military or your weapons are going to save you, you you are sadly mistaken. Yeah. And for the same token, by the way, uh, there's a lot of well-meaning uh, preppers out there that are you know storing up ammo and things like that. Same falls for you. Do you think all your ammo and your uh, AR-15s are going to stop? A directed energy weapon from incinerating your house with you in it? No, no way. Yeah, from a distance, or a drone coming to drop a bomb on you, even if you have a bunker. You need to put your trust in the Lord. I'm not saying don't protect your family in your house. Yes, yeah, yeah. you know, and I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't put my trust in that. I'm looking to get out of here. Oh yeah, it's not a white flag. We're not saying we're giving up. We're just saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah, because. He didn't call you to fight a physical battle in flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. He called us to fight against spiritual wickedness in high places. And how do we do that? With the Word of God. Mm -hmm. You want to change things? Preach the cross. That's the weapon of our warfare. Now, to who the people that are preppers, though, right? Mm -hmm. And I I kind of throw myself in that Mm -hmm. that same camp. But again, it's not because I think I'm going to take on the government. Yeah. Right? It's because I don't know how bad it truly may become, right? Absolutely. So I, I prepare in the fact of, yeah, I have extra food around my house, and I have water filters, and I have water. Oh, and that's I have all good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I do have home protection. <laughs> I don't know. My plan is not to hold off the government <laughs> what's going to happen, because that's crazy to think you're going to do that. Well, there are but those if, that think you can't. But if the power grid went down mm-hmm. for a week, I need to know that I have food and water and an ability to protect my home. From the masses and that I are going to stay, that are going to start rampaging. Because once the grocery food stores run out of food, which will take about twenty-four hours, right? People are going to be looking for stuff. And, you know? and, and so and that's I'm what, not saying that's, that's a my bad. opinion of a problem. And I'm not saying you know? that's a bad thing at all. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I grew up in South Louisiana. We had hurricanes. We prepared. Yeah, same exact we, situation. It's the same yeah. thing. I've got that mentality. I'm not saying anything wrong with that. Don't just don't think that if you've got this stockpile of food and the and the and it all hits the fan, right? Yeah. And you've got your bug out bag or whatever, and mm-hmm. they start coming looking for you. That you're you're gonna avoid the starving masses coming to overwhelm you. I mean, you you can maybe take out a bunch, but eventually they're yeah. gonna get it. You know. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. Yeah. Prepare for anything mm-hmm. like a, a power outage. I mean, we had that snowmageddon a couple of years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our power's out, so uh, that's what made me decide to get gas. Cook, to cook with gas mm-hmm. instead of electricity. So all preparation is good. I'm not criticizing people who prep. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is if you think that your weapons are going to stop the, the government from coming in to take it, you're mistaken. I just want to throw that out yeah, there yeah. because I know there's probably a large portion of our audience who are of that mindset. Yeah. Just like I am. Yeah. Just like you are. Yeah, exactly. Being prepared. I count myself a prepper. Yeah. Not to the extreme that some I know, uh, and I wish I had the resources to do that mm-hmm. in some cases, but I'm talking about the mentality behind those. And most of the time, this the people that think this way don't believe in a rapture. And so they think yeah. we've got to fight the Antichrist. And that there's a large group of, of people that count themselves in the realm of preppers, that and, and uh, Alex Jones is one of them. That think we have to fight the Antichrist. Yeah, and, the and that the rapture is a, is, a, is a heresy. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got to watch out. There's a lot of disinformation out there. Man, I'm glad I'm not in that camp. <laughs> that didn't sound like a good plan to me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the rapture plan. Yeah, I like the rapture <laughs> plan a lot better. <laughs> 
So even Israel was warned by God not to trust in the mightiest army in the world at that time, which was Egypt, to protect them from the king of Babylon, mm-hmm. who God had already said, I'm giving you the world. You yeah. know? And then Nebuchadnezzar came down and conquered them. They should have turned back to the Lord, but they didn't. So he, he typifies that in Isaiah 31. Look in verse 1. Woe to them that go down to Egypt for help and stay on horses. Stay meaning like says to put your hope in them. Mm-hmm. And trust in chariots because they are many. And in horsemen because they are very strong. But they look not unto the Holy One of Israel, neither seek the Lord. Yet he also is wise and will bring evil and will not call back his words, but will arise against the house of the evildoers and against the help of them that work iniquity. Now the Egyptians are men and not God, and their horses flesh and not spirit. When the Lord shall stretch out his hand, both he that helpeth shall fall, and he that is holpen shall fall down. Holpen is helped. Okay. Old English for helped. And they shall fail together. For thus hath the Lord spoken unto me, like as the lion and the young lion roaring on his prey, when a multitude of shepherds is called forth against him, he will not be afraid of their voice, nor abase himself for the noise of them. So shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Mount Zion and for the hill thereof. And that's a picture of the return of Jesus Christ. Hmm. As flying birds, uh, as birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also, he will deliver it, and passing over, he will preserve it. So you even see a picture that God warned Israel, don't put your trust in armies to deliver you. Yeah, It's not going to happen. So I'm just trying to get people to understand that our our governments are controlled by the God of this world. Washington is not going to protect you. Yeah, And if it turns out that they poke the bear too much and Putin decides to launch nuclear weapons, all hell is going to break loose. And they're pushing him. By the way, did you see what happened to the guy that decided to rise up against Putin? Yep. Mysteriously, mysteriously had a plane crash. He did. Some some mystery. <laughs> yep. Now, um, just as there was a prince of Persia and a prince of Grecia, uh, so was there a prince of the Roman Empire. Okay. Right? A fallen angel. As far as I can tell, this prince still continues to control nations today in the revised Roman Empire. It may not be the same entity. Uh, there could be, you know, because for a while there it was the, uh, it was the Byzantine Empire. Mm-hmm. And then it was the Roman, Holy Roman Church controlled most of the world. Okay. And yeah. then the Spanish Empire, the French Empire, the UK. Remember, the sun never set on the British Empire. Germany had a shot and tried to, the Third Reich. Yeah. And incidentally, they cooperated with uh, satanic entities and UFOs. Yeah. That's when that started. And then now America. So ultimately, from all of the revised Roman Empire, the two legs of the image of Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. ten kings are going to rise, the ten toes. And they're going to arise to take global control so that there'll be the single world government that Klaus Schwab wants, yeah. who I believe is demon-possessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a return to Babel. So okay. Washington, everything about Washington is pointing to Babel. They will give their power to the beast. Washington, D.C. appears to be the final play to establish the kingdom of the beast. So do you think that this is the United Nations or the United Nations is... And I'm talking about these ten kings, right? Maybe, maybe part of the of the ten kings is the United Nations, and then you may also have Russia, China, and perhaps a Middle Eastern country. It's hard. It's hard to say because NATO, if they continue on their destruction, if they're the ten kings, which is Western Europe and America, 
uh, we're about to be destroyed. Yeah. We're imploding as a nation. We've got the, yeah. the idiot in chief doing the yeah. things he's doing. And uh, we're, we're eventually going to just be destroyed. And that's by design. So it may be the Prince of Rome's plan to bring in China and Russia next, or who knows what. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to say what physical nation we can identify now. Hmm. It's going to be one of the Ten Kings. Hmm. But it, it matches that dream of Nebuchadnezzar. So let's read that in okay. Daniel chapter 2, verse 36. Daniel, he has the dream, and so Daniel's given him what, the, what it means. Okay. He says, this is the dream, and we will tell the interpretation there before the king. Thou, O king, this is Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Thou, O king, art a king of kings. For the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. And wheresoever the children of men dwell, the beasts of the field and the fowls of the heaven hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over them all. And you could say that's true today of America. Yeah. Thou art this head of gold, and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee. That was Persia, okay. the silver image. And another third kingdom of brass, that was Greece, hmm. or Grecia, which shall bear rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all these shall it break in pieces and bruise. I would argue that the, the revised Roman Empire of the American hegemony has killed more people than all the other empires combined. Hmm. With modern weaponry. Constant There's, wars. Constant wars. Yeah. Constant insurrections and, and like coups and mm-hmm. by the CIA and Maidan and Ukraine and everywhere. Syria, Libya. All of that is because they are controlled by the devil. Uh, he says, uh, it shall break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and toes, part of potter's clay and part of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. But there shall be in it of the strength of the iron, for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay. And as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. And this gets back to, I think the final 10 kings are going to be Nephilim. Hmm. Okay. Hybrid mixtures of human and angel DNA. But they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And in the days of these kings, the 10 kings, not nations, but 10 kings, mm-hmm. shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And that's, of course, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And coming up shortly, we're going to do a series on the millennial reign of Christ. Okay. Uh, it shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. That's why we want to put our trust in the Lord yeah. and not in men and armies and nations. So the good news is they will not succeed. Satan and his human proxies and the satanic global elites in Washington yeah. uh, and all other satanic elites that manipulate humanity behind the scenes are attempting to gain control of enough property on the earth, like I said, to grant the title deed to the serpent. And they will for a short time. The Nephilim hybrids are going to proliferate again, just as Jesus stated they would in Matthew 24, as it was in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. So shall it be. So yet the Lord is coming back to destroy their kingdom and establish his own. He's going to establish the millennial reign of Christ, and then we'll go into the new heaven and the new earth. But he said in Isaiah 2, verse 11, the lofty looks of man shall be humbled, and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down, and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. 
For the day of the Lord of hosts shall be upon everyone that is proud and lofty and upon everyone that is lifted up and he shall be brought low. I can't wait. Yeah. Washington is going down. I don't know if it's going to be because Putin launches a missile or something else. Yeah. But eventually, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come back. And well, that's, all, that's the great news, right? Not that's, just good news. That's the absolutely. great news. Absolutely. And I, I'm grateful to know it because um, all these birds that we've been seeing getting away and, they, they, you know, this double-tiered legal judicial system that mm -hmm. never punishes the wicked but always goes after mm -hmm. the innocent, they're all going to get what's coming to them, and they will be placed in the bottom of the lake of fire. Yeah. And I'm, I will rejoice to see it. Not because I want them, wish them ill. I wish they'd get saved. Yeah. But they'll get what they deserve, and it's from the, the perfect righteous judge. Mm -hmm. So we long for that. It is my belief that the serpent, once he is given legal title to the earth by these awful people, uh, he will order his seed, the seed of the serpent or the Antichrist, mm -hmm. to take control of the world system and that's why all these things are happening, to bring about a system that he can take control of. Yeah. yeah. A one-world government. Mm -hmm. And he'll declare himself to be God. And the ten kings that we just discussed that are going to give their power to the beast, uh, likely these Nephilim hybrids, um, they will then destroy the great whore, Mystery Babylon, and capture the secret evil of the satanic elites in their own trap. Now, we're going to get into the Mystery Babylon in, in the next episode. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to have to do with another city. Uh, Washington is going to go down. Yeah. And the focus of the financial sector of the world is going to be, I believe, Jerusalem. You think it's Jerusalem? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So in Psalm mm. 10, verse 1, we read, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? And here we are wondering, when are you going to finally judge these people? When yeah. are they going to be get their comeuppance? And David wrote the same thing. Why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined, for the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth the covetous, or covetous, mm -hmm. whom the Lord abhorreth. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not at all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. He hath said in his heart, I shall not be moved, for I shall never be in adversity. That sounds like the, you know, the neocons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the, the liberals. Uh, for his mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are privily set against the poor. He lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. This is your government, people. Mm -hmm. This is who they are. Um, he doth catch the poor when he draweth him into his net through a deceptive political mm -hmm. system. He croucheth and humbleth himself that the poor may fall by his strong ones. He hath said in his heart, God hath forgotten. He hideth his face. He will never see it. Well, famous last words, because hmm. God is seeing it, yeah. and he's watching every bit of it, and he's got a plan to come down and take care of it. So we're going to wait and talk about Mystery Babylon next week, but once the mystery system is out of, out of the way, the, the mystery system that's at work right now, 
men are going to openly worship the dragon and the beast. And St. Jumid proxies don't understand they're being used for this agenda. Yeah. They, they don't see that um, he, he, they're just as deceived as the people they're deceiving. Hmm. They, don't, they don't recognize it. They don't know it. So, Lord willing, next time we're going to talk about Jerusalem versus Babylon. Okay. And see if we can tie a connection between the two. I can't wait to hear about that because I had always thought it was going to be something. Because you're saying, you're saying mystery Babylon, you're going to make a case for it being Jerusalem. Yeah. I always thought it was going to be like Geneva or something yeah. like that, where they were going to put like a one world financial system, one world government in place. But of course, I'm just taking wild steps. Yeah. And Geneva's where the World Economic Forum meets, I believe, don't and they? And it's also where CERN is, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, CERN is there. Yeah. I, my argument would be that when you see the scriptures that point to Jerusalem, it becomes almost irrefutable. Okay. But she's called Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. So all the other harlots could be cities like Geneva, London, D.C. Yeah. So yeah. they might be the harlots. Yeah, okay. You know, so we'll, we'll see if that plays out. Uh, but um, it, when, when I say Jerusalem, I'm talking about apostate Jerusalem. Yeah. Not the but, Jerusalem well, because that that's honoring God. That's where they're going to rebuild the temple and the Antichrist yeah. is going to declare himself to be God. So Which it means almost, it's his headquarters. So it almost has to be then mm -hmm. Jerusalem. So, okay, does that make sense then that the other cities would be the harlots? All right, well, we got a lot to talk about next we'll have, week. We'll have a lot to talk next week. So <laughs> I'll come back. Till next time. <laughs> I hope you will, John. I hope you'll come back. And we thank you guys for watching us. We appreciate all that you do to spread the word about Bible Mysteries Podcast and hope you'll continue to do so. And we just hope it continues to be a blessing to you. So until next time, John, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And don't forget to look up because our salvation draws near. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com. 